The Cosmic Christ Center presents The Cosmic Bible With your host, Ascended Master, Theologian, and Bible Instructor, Mercy Heavens Touch the face of God Hear the Spirit in every word and commune with the cosmic knowledge of the Creator. This is Christ's Word. Theme music, Blue Skies by David Feslian. FeslianStudios.com Matthew 23:13. Woe to you, teachers of the law. You shut the door of the kingdom of heaven in people's faces so no one can get in. You have neglected the more important matters of the law, justice, mercy, and faithfulness. You should have practiced the latter without neglecting the former. You clean the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of greed and self-indulgence. You are blind guides. First clean the inside of the cup and dish, and then the outside will also be clean. You are like whitewashed tombs, which look beautiful on the outside, but on the inside they are full of the bones of the dead and everything unclean. In the same way, on the outside you appear to people as righteous, but on the inside you are full of hypocrisy and wickedness. Woe to you, teachers of the law, you snakes! You brood of vipers, how will you escape being condemned to hell? Upon you will come all the innocent and righteous blood that has been shed on earth. For rather than doing what is right, you continue to do what is wrong, while you complete the wrong that your ancestors started. Welcome to the Cosmic Bible. I'm Reva Christ, standing in for Mercy Heavens, and this is Christ's Word. Jesus told Mercy, Men are a warring species by nature, for violence is great in them. Because men have a need to go to war and battle all things, they also choose to battle the spirit and all things that are spiritual. For men feel they are under attack by anything and everything that they cannot comprehend or understand. Men do not grasp spiritual concepts, for men do not grasp their own spirits or the fruits of the spirit. Men are not at peace, nor do men truly love. Men also have no natural strength or ability to reign in their thoughts and actions with forbearance and self-control, so self-discipline is foreign to them. Because men do not possess the fruits of the Spirit naturally, they also do not possess logic and common sense, nor do they possess higher awareness, consciousness, or the higher intellect that comes with altruism and wisdom. Because men must be right and superior at all times, even when they are wrong, they convince the masses to believe the opposite of truth. Violence is peace, iniquity is love, and engaging in greed, self-interest, and corruption is how you show forbearance and self-control. Cleverly, unfairly, and unscrupulously, men carefully use schemes of deception to alter, modify, twist, and revise the truth 
into a tailor-made version of what they want something to be. This is why they change the meanings and definitions of words to exclude animal kind. What I tell you now is the truth. The hardest thing for a man to do is to face the truth of his own iniquities. Men love to count and keep track of the lies of other men, but when it comes time to count and keep track of their own lies, they are too self-regarding, self-centered, and boastful to admit them. Yea, I tell you this, men do many shameful things out of their own opinionated, over-exaggerated, and imperious sense of self-importance. Men feel that the unprincipled art of lying to themselves is one of their greatest achievements, but because men do indeed lie to themselves every day, their lies are now the truth of their human world, and this makes all other non-human life forms suffer. It is in honesty that I tell you, men lie to themselves every time men try to convince you that wrong is right and right is wrong and good is bad and bad is good, and men also lie when they tell you that God stands behind them and all that they do. Part of spiritual warfare is the fact that men feel attacked by God every time God tells men to do what goes against man's own self-serving ways. No matter how much men want God to be on their side, God stands behind no man that lies, nor does God stand behind any man that harms, kills, and destroys the world or any of God's creations. The fact is, man's lies have been leading them into a spiritual battle with God ever since man first appeared upon the earth. And this is why men now say that they are not only in battle with other men, but they are also literally in battle with the unseen forces in nature as well. Make no mistake that when man tells you they are victims of a spiritual attack, that man's true battle lies within themselves and their inability to speak the truth and know the truth. Man's inability to live by the truth is driving men to madness, for in their effort to be right at all times, they must destroy all innocence and righteousness, so their wrongdoing will be the only mark that is left upon all lands, and no trace of opposition will be left to alert the people that there was actually a better, more peaceful, and selfless way to live. I told you this before, and I will tell you it again. When you read the Bible correctly, all scriptures lead back to the beginning, and no matter how you try to ignore this fact, with every wrongdoing that men promote as good, fair, and just, the beginning stays the same. Yea, the truth of God starts at the beginning, before man sinned, whereas the lies of men start after man's first sin. As man's sin was death, and as man enjoyed causing death, he wanted life to be about the power he had to make death occur. So man had to tell other men that all of God's words about life and peace were lies that deceived men. In order to command men to follow him in his quest to cause death, he had to raise himself as a flesh god on earth and through causing death and denouncing peace as an enemy. So man raised death as the sign of his power, and life was meaningless. And because life was meaningless, it was man's right to not only kill all signs of life, but it was man's right to take pleasure in killing all signs of life. 
All scriptures lead to the first that started them all. And that first scripture is Genesis 1.29. For every battle that man starts comes out of the first lie and the first sin. The first sin of man was eating the fruit of the tree of knowledge, which opened man's eyes to the truth of the violence, lusts, and iniquities that lied deep inside them. Because men enjoyed these feelings, men wanted to make these feelings be the truth of all other men. And so to do this, they knew they had to make them also be God's truth by convincing the people that all acts of human violence, lust, and iniquities were God's will. And the very first acts of violence, lust, and iniquity that men toiled over to prove this self-serving assumption were their assaults and attacks against God's non-human animal creations. As they killed and enjoyed killing, and as they gorged themselves on the blood and the flesh of their kill, their lust for death and their gluttony was fed. And so the lies and war against God began. Man lies to himself when he says hunting can be good for the environment and the planet, for hunting is only good for men. Nature takes care of wildlife control. Men are not responsible for this duty. A man lies to himself when he says hunting is good exercise, for men do not need to use hunting to improve their personal exercise. They can walk and hike without a gun or weapon in their hand. They do not have to kill to get exercise. A man lies to himself when he says hunting increases their knowledge of Mother Nature. Men have no respect for Mother Nature. If they did, they would leave Mother Nature alone and not trespass on animal territory or start forest fires or pollute the water and the environment. Men do not increase their knowledge of Mother Nature by stalking animals in camouflage clothing, using premeditated deceptive practices and human inventions of death to kill innocent life that has done no wrong or harm to them. Men can use a camera to document Mother Nature. They do not need a weapon. A man lies to himself when he says hunting is part of man's survival, as is the eating of meat, for this is the greatest lie of all. Men do not need to hunt to survive, for there are natural alternative protein sources that come from peas, nuts, legumes and beans. They also do not need flesh to survive when God gave them vegetation. Men can stay at home and play any one of their mindless games that they have invented that are harmless to animals, such as shooting pool. Men do not need to use death, terror, and suffering as a food and product source, nor do men have to use death, terror, and suffering as a revenue and a livelihood source. These things are obscene. They are cardinal sins, and men lie to themselves when they say otherwise. A man lies to himself when he says hunting reduces the chance that animals will leave their own territories to find food. This is a fallacy. What causes animals to seek food in man's territory is man's hoarding of all lands and all foods, so the animals have no territory and no food. When men learn to share the earth with all of God's creatures, so all share in the bounty that God prepared, then men will be respecting Mother Nature and God, and all will survive as nature intended. Leviticus 25.7 And for your cattle and for the wild animals, all the yield from the land shall be food. But man destroys the lands, 
and man destroys the yield, taking all the land, all the trees, and all the food for themselves, and leaving nothing, no land, no homes, no food, and no yield for the animals. Men do not need to hunt and kill animals to stop animals from leaving animal territories to find food on human lands. Men forget all lands belonged to the animals before man arrived. Men forget they were created last, not first. The world does not belong to them. Man took the earth from the animals as an invader on earth. He has no respect for God, the earth, or Mother Nature. He only seeks to raise himself above all other creations, and he worships his own creation as if he alone was the reason for existence. Tear down your factories of death. Reseed the land and plant trees for healthy forests and give the animals the same right to peaceful enjoyment of the land that you expect for yourselves. Plant more food sources for animals to survive on. Men say that all lands belong to men, and this is another great lie. It is a fallacy. It is only man's opinion. Men steal all lands from the animals and then they convince themselves that the lands they live and build on belong to them, when this is not true. Where is the deed to man's land signed by God? I tell you, there is none. God never sold his land to man. Man also lies when they say that their hunting practices reduce animal deaths on the road. For if men had respect for Mother Nature, Men would not build roads through animal territory, and they would not drive recklessly on these roads. But man intentionally speeds because it is in his lustful violence to run something down on the road. He thinks this is a glorious achievement, and in truth, it is not just the animal that he gloats over killing with his car. He also gloats over hitting a human pedestrian. Slow down. Sound your horns and stay out of animal territory. You are not welcome, and you are not wanted. The lies of men are great in number, and this is why men need to see the demons inside themselves, rather than looking to cast their sins onto their brethren or other kingdoms of the earth. Through the destruction of God's animals and the planet, and through man's lies that justified his destruction, Man made a home for his own brand of truth, and then his lies grew from there as he decided that his wrong deeds were the right deeds. He soon decided to not only persecute, attack, and harm animals, but to persecute, attack, and harm others of his own species as well. Since it was the male human of the species that started this lying trend, the first in line for persecution, attack, and harm were women for they were different than men in looks and physical strength. And so the male dominated the female, and then man saw the differences in other races, nationalities, preferences, and in different belief systems. And so man dominated and persecuted these things as well, convincing the people that persecution was the right thing to do. And lastly, having nothing else to dominate and go to battle with, man decided to dominate and go to battle with their own male species, until finally they decided they also wanted to do battle with the dead, 
and the supernatural forces that seemed to appear more clever than they were, such as witchcraft, magic, sorcery, psychic awareness, mediums, telepaths, and mind readers. And then man started to do battle with ghosts. Men literally go to battle every day, for men are literally waging war every day with the planet and every single life form, whether physical or spiritual. Men are so set on battling the planet, all life, and especially animal kind, that they are now both the enemies of the planet and every life upon the planet, which literally makes them the planet's greatest threat. Do not be surprised when I tell you that man believes that imaginary supernatural forces are attacking the planet, when it's all men that are attacking the planet. Men attack the planet and all life forms upon her. Men are the ones to fear and dread, not supernatural forces. You were told this in the scriptures, and this is still true today. A man lies to himself when he says that he is the victim of a supernatural attack. Men are the victims of themselves, for men are the victims of men. There is nothing supernatural about the energy of the mind, yet this is what men fear most, the crossing over from death to eternal life. The mind is natural. The eternal life of the mind is natural. Men who pass on in states of anger, confusion, dissatisfaction, longing, and attachment only perish in body. Their minds still live on, and this is what scares men. The thought of men after death terrify men into believing in supernatural forces. If a man says that they are being attacked by supernatural forces, they are being attacked by the natural forces of human energy the natural energy recordings inside their own minds that appear as dark emotions, violence, guilt, and shame, or the remains of the human mind and memory after death. Spiritual warfare is the war of the mind, the living mind driven by memories and emotions from life experiences that are dark, foreboding, frightening, violent, traumatic, or hopeless, or the eternal mind driven by memories and emotions after physical death. No supernatural forces are in battle with men, but men are in battle with all of physical life on the entire earth and all spiritual life in the dimension above the earth, for men are even in battle with themselves and with God. Men are in a battle with both life and death. Godless men love doing battle, for godless men have no spirit, and this is where the battle begins. Godless men do not understand spiritual things, so they deem them supernatural. God is spirit, and men cannot comprehend this, so they feel if God is not a man like they are, then God is wrongly intervening in human affairs, and therefore this must stop. Men declare that they are the only species made in God's image, and therefore God must be human. And God must Believe as humans believe. And God must also want human things. All spiritual concepts in conflict with a human God are now the enemy. For the true spiritual concepts of God are against man's greed, violence, iniquity, and self-indulgent corruption. Since the spirit is attacking men in this way, 
and saying these human things are wrong, men must destroy all things spiritual, for nothing must interfere in the victory and satisfaction of man's road to human godhood, not even the creator of man himself. It is a fact that God is not a man, and it is also a fact that only men of God have spirit in them and know the spirit of those around them. Godly men are in battle with no one, for they know the spirit is their true form and identity, while the flesh counts for nothing. And knowing they are spirit, and spirit holds the mind that has eternal life, this makes them understand that all supernatural forces are natural, and therefore the battles of ungodly men are nothing more than living men battling with themselves and their inability to accept their spirits. Next, I will be reading from a dissertation that Jesus gave me on spiritual warfare. Yea, hear me, all brethren of Christ, all seedlings of my seed, all hearts that share in my heart, and all minds that share in my mind. Who wears the face of God? I tell you, every natural living creation of God wears God's face, because God is in all of natural, pure creation. The sky, the sun, the moon, the earth, the solar system, the atmosphere, the waterways, the lands, the vegetation, the trees, the plants, the kingdoms of the insects, the birds and the animals, and the face of all life in the water. Yea, as God is the creator, so God's face is represented in all of creation, and each individual creation wears the face of God. The only exception is the man who turns against God. For in turning against God, man is lost to God. Man loses his spirit, and his light goes out, so he cannot be seen by God anymore. And in God's point of view, this man has no face anymore, because a shadow is now cast over him, and this man is unrecognizable to God. You have been deceived by men since the beginning. Men chose their own ways in order to reach self-glorification. It was men that men chose to raise, not God, and they have corrupted all holy scripture in order to twist the meanings with their forked tongues that only tell their own lies. Men have told many lies about the scriptures, and they have told many lies about me, and my return is to expose all the lies, in order that the truth be known, so men that are not already deceived hear another side of the story. My story. Besides the great laws of God that men corrupt in Genesis, so men also deceive and mislead through their misunderstandings of the spirit and their tales of spiritual warfare. Yea, there is much misinformation concerning the soldiers of God, because man only knows his own ideas of the soldiers he promotes that carry guns and knives and bombs. Man only knows of the soldiers that kill and rape and torture prisoners in times of war. But these are not God's soldiers. Man prays to God to protect his soldiers when he goes to war. But if he knew God, he would not wage war at all. He would be a pacifist. But man shuns pacifism in favor of violence because he sees violence as power, and he craves to be the God of the earth with absolute dominion over the planet and all life upon her. This is why he is destroying her. Listen and learn the truth of God's army, and you will know the difference between God and man, 
and then you will learn the truth of the spiritual war on earth. God's soldiers are men of the one creator God that is cosmic, the one creator God that is the father and mother of all creation. Yea, you heard me. The one creator God is both mother and father because the creator is androgynous. There is no gender identity in God, but God created the feminine and then the masculine wave. God's soldiers are men and women that live in flesh and spirit. They live on earth and in heaven. They live according to their alpha minds that are always open and receiving God's presence and my word. They are sentient and aware of their connection to all of life in the web of existence. God's soldiers look like mortal men and women, but they choose to evolve their minds. So they are actually alpha starlings, and along with their sentient gifts, God's soldiers wear spiritual armor. Spiritual armor is not the weaponry of physical battle as man would like to believe. Spiritual armor is the weaponry of mental battle. All soldiers of God, yea, all soldiers in my name, fight for the rights of the mind to think holy thoughts, to preach holy thoughts, to teach benevolence, kindness, and mercy. Yea, the soldiers of heaven do not follow the rules of mortal men, nor do they follow the paths that mortal men have trod. They do not follow the traditions or cultures of mortal men. You are not soldiers of heaven if you draw blood or cause harm. You are soldiers for yourselves only. The only fight a soldier of God engages in is a fight for holiness, decency, honor, self-control, respect, forbearance, and the fruits of the Spirit. And that soldier's fight is a mental fight, and his sword is his tongue. A soldier of God is a prophet and an apostle that does not bend the words of God to suit men, but rather exposes men for bending God's laws to suit themselves. It is the new age of evolution for the mind, and all of man's darkness shall be exposed. I have returned. You have not won. Spiritual warfare is not about man's battle with supernatural forces. Spiritual warfare is about man's battle against the sentient spirit of God that man believes to be supernatural. So he declares all faces of God to be evil while he arms himself with guns, knives, and bombs, and he destroys all that God creates. The supernatural force of God is found in sentience and all of the gifts of prophecy, psychic ability, empathy, clairvoyance, clairaudience, and clairsentience. These supernatural forces, as men call them, are the proof of your cosmic heritage. These forces are the sign that you are made of God and you hold God's seeds, the cosmic seeds. Through these seeds, you are of one spirit body, God's body. Through these seeds, you are one with the web of life that God created. There is no force higher than the sentient force of God, for through this force there is telepathy between minds on earth 
and minds in the spirit world. Through this force, there is precognition and prophecy. Through this force is telekinesis and the seeing of auras and the interpretation of energy fields, the power of astral travel and the power of understanding spiritual concepts and spiritual intelligence. Through the powers of sentience, you are able to see God, experience God, and know God. There is no greater power than this. Man does not hold this power. He turns away from this power in order to focus on the physical strength of his body and his ability to use his hands, his feet, and his weapons in order to destroy the world. Man focuses on using his mind to invent lies about his power and his importance so that he raises himself as a mortal god on earth when his mortal power will die with the death of his body while God's sentient powers live even after the death of the mortal emissaries on earth that represent God's chosen cosmic ministers of peace. If you are a soldier of God, then you are a minister of peace, and you hold a mind of peace and holiness, and your battle is against man and man's cruelty in the physical world. Anytime man says holiness is drawing blood, you stand up and call out that man for being a liar and you state the laws of God that prove he is a liar. You state the God code, the kingdom code, that reveals who and what God is, and you state all the scriptures that condemn violence, bloodshed, sacrifice, and the killing and abuse of the animal kingdoms. Anytime man says holiness is eating meat, you stand up and call that man a liar. You cannot eat meat without drawing blood. Anytime man says that hunting, fishing, or any act of abuse against an animal is a man's right, you stand up and denounce that man as a liar. All creatures are God's children. They do not belong to man, and they are not man's property. Man's way draws blood. Man's way oppresses, confines, subjugates, deprives, limits, and creates poverty and misery. Man's way pollutes the environment. Man's way destroys life. Man's way darkens the mind. Man's way destroys every face of the spirit on earth, even the spirit of the earth herself. Wake up and see the evidence. It is all around you in your toxic world and your polluted planet. It is in your stores that are filled with the meat of animals, animals that were once alive, doing no harm to you. You have chosen to be their enemies, which makes the animals more holy than you are. God's way enlightens the mind. Stop thinking with your glands. You are not your body. Start living for your minds and begin life anew by improving your minds. Do not kill, do not harm, do not shed blood. Do not continue practices that cause the shedding of blood. Do not continue to support man's bloodletting by acting as consumers of meat. Meat is death. Meat causes death. You cannot get meat off the bones of an animal without killing that animal and spilling its blood. Do not 
shed blood. Cease and desist your slaughter. Rise up against slaughter. Defend the animals. Defend the planet. Use your mouth and speak. Use your pens and vote for rights of protection to secure the lives of the innocent. And when I say secure the lives of the innocent, I am speaking of the animal kingdoms and the earth. This is how you become a soldier of God. Any teachings contrary to this are not my teachings, but the teachings of flesh men that you serve as your masters. As you continue to serve them, so are you enslaved by them, and you are shedding blood in their name. And as you do these things, you do not hold God's seeds, nor are you a part of God. You are a part of the ones who are rogue, and you are owned, body and soul, by the rogue, and your destiny will be to join with your rogue brethren in oblivion. After man murdered me, they raised an industry in my name and called it religion. But it did not emulate my teachings. It corrupted every word I said and everything I stood for. My killers and their progeny changed everything about my life, my death, and my word in order to bend it to suit their murderous will. But I have returned to expose every one of them through their progeny that still follow their father's ways. Man is the force that wages war against the spiritual forces of God. It is man's programming that wants to make God the enemy while he raises himself as your God. And as you serve his programming, so you serve man and not God. But look at your world. It is man that polluted your water, your air, and your land. It is man that stripped your forests and built the cities you admire. It is man that slaughters animals by the billions yearly so you have meat to eat. And as the toxic environment makes you ill and the meat makes you ill, so you are too weak to know what is truly going on. You do what your parents did and they did what their parents did. Your entire species is nothing but a mimic of the generation that came before you. The only change is in your fads and all your fads are spiritless and mindless. You do nothing that is holy or divine. You do not even think clearly. You do not even think. You merely follow orders that have been programmed into you. You are nothing more than auto men and auto women functioning on autopilot. You do not even think for yourselves. You only do what everyone else does, and everyone follows man, for man is their master. But man is not God, and man is not Christ. Man is not the Messiah. I am the only Jesus Christ. The art of spiritual warfare is a holy art, and it is a holy discipline that commands the mind so it does not act rogue and untamed. An untamed mind rejects the holy teachings of the fruits of the Spirit, and when the mind rejects holy teachings, that mind also turns against God. All rogue minds are hostile to God. As rogue minds are hostile toward God, so they are also hostile to peace, joy, kindness, mercy, gentleness, 
tenderness, benevolence, forbearance, and self-control. A rogue mind recognizes itself only and its own delusions of power. Hebrews 2.14 He who holds the power of death is the devil. The power of death is the power to cause death. The power to cause the unnatural death of all life forms, the way man causes the unnatural death of the Earth's environment and the Earth's ecosystems, the way man causes the unnatural death of all of the animal kingdoms, the way man causes the unnatural death of his own brethren through war, oppression, limitation, deprivation, and toxic foods, toxic medicines, and toxic water, all things that man invented. When death does not come by nature's hand, but is orchestrated and delivered through man's interference, man is a devil. John 8, 44. You were born of your father, the devil, for your will is to do your father's desire. He was a murderer from the beginning. He has nothing to do with the truth because there is no truth in him. When he lies, he speaks out of his own character, for he is a liar and the father of lies. Your fathers were all hunters. Your fathers were all slaughterers. Your fathers were all warriors. All of your fathers destroyed life through hunting, killing, poaching, trapping, snaring, shooting, bludgeoning, eviscerating, and burning. Your fathers waged war against the animals and against neighboring humans. Your fathers waged war against the environment and the web of life. Pollution is not natural. It is not normal. The earth was not polluted when the first man walked the earth, but it was your fathers that polluted the earth and destroyed the forests, the vegetation, the water, and the animals. And as he destroyed these things, he also killed these things, and as he killed these things, so he also caused their death. And he taught you to do the same, which is why you still hunt, and you still slaughter, and you still pollute the earth, and why Hebrews 2.14 is still true today. He who holds the power of death is the devil. It is humankind that is the devil. It has always been humankind that is the devil. Humans are the only devils. No other species on earth destroys all other species. No other species on earth destroys the planet or the web of existence. Only man does this, for man is the devil. You are the devil because you hold the power of death and you lie about the death you cause and say you invent life. But where is that life? It does not exist except in your minds, and your minds have been darkened by the death that has been programmed into you by your fathers who were all devils. Revelations 12.9 The ancient serpent who is called the devil is the deceiver of the whole world. He was thrown down to earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. Adam was the only serpent in the Garden of Eden, and as he led all other men in the ways of the serpent, so all men also became serpents. And as the serpent and the devil are one, 
so all men became devils and as all men propagated their species their progeny were also devils and as you follow the programming of your ancestors the devil so you are also devils Hebrews 2:14 He who holds the power of death is the devil No other species on earth destroys all other species No other species on earth destroys the planet of the web of existence You do this you the homo sapien you who is known as the human race I expose you as the only devils and serpents of Eden you are the only devils and serpents of the earth as you are the devil so god knows you through your acts god knows you not only by the death you cause the death you contribute to and the death you celebrate but god also knows you through your lack of superior intellect and your lack of the fruits of the spirit as you do not hold god's superior intellect or his superior fruits so you are not of god galatians 5:22-26 but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace forbearance kindness goodness faithfulness gentleness and self-control against such things there is no law there is no mention of killing in that there's no mention of destruction in that Ephesians 6:13-17 therefore put on the full armor of god so that when the day of evil comes you may be able to stand your ground stand firm then with the belt of truth buckled around your waist with the breastplate of righteousness in place and with your feet fitted with the readiness that comes from the gospel of peace in addition to all this take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the spirit which is the word of god let the truth be known ephesians does not speak of a battle with supernatural forces ephesians speaks of a battle with the gravitational forces of man's mind for it is the gravitational forces of man's mind that drive him to cause death and it is man's eagerness to surrender to gravitational forces that cause him to do the bidding of dark forces without man's mind these gravitational forces could do nothing but move the wind and the waves these gravitational forces could only cause wind squalls and wind storms these gravitational forces could cause thunder and lightning and hurricanes and tsunamis Yea, these gravitational forces could cause the earth to shake and tremble and volcanoes to erupt. And while these same forces have control of man's mind, they can use man's mind to think up cruel inventions and tortures. They can use man's mind to pollute the world and destroy the animal kingdoms. They can use man's mind to wage war and genocide. Yea, when gravitational forces take over man's mind, so man becomes the devil. and the devil must be called out of him all the acts of the devil must be revealed and the true master must be known all who act like devils have surrendered their minds to the gravitational forces of the earth and they are now ruled by these forces as a result the gravity forces that invade man's mind also dull his senses and make him blind deaf and insensitive gravitational forces turn his thinking chaotic jumbled and disjointed so his mind is out of alignment with the peaceful order of the mind of god 
and the spiritual kingdom of true life. All the sophisticated intelligence, virtue, and holy ideas are lost to him, and so was the realm of the innocent and the divine, and now all of these things are under attack by man who sees these things as the enemy. And as man invents weapons to destroy every face of these things on the earth, so man destroys the planet and all life upon her, because everything is made of spirit, for all of creation is made of the spirit of God. Numbers 23.19 God is not human. John 4.24 God is spirit. John 6.63 The spirit gives life. The flesh counts for nothing. As man destroys every face of the spirit, so he starts a war with the spirit, and those of the spirit are called to defend the spiritual realm, and in defense of the spiritual realm, the armor of God must be worn. The armor of God consists of the helmet of salvation, which is the mind set on God that holds the power of heaven through the holy ideals and the divine teachings of the fruits of the spirit. Galatians 5, 26 but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God that is on the tongue of the teacher that can cut like a sword through dullness and ignorance. The teachings are also the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22.26 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The shield of God is faith in the fruits of the Spirit and the understanding of the impeccable nature of these fruits. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The breastplate of God that protects the heart that holds God's love for all that God has created, also holds God's love for the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The weapons of God consist of wisdom that sees the darkness in men through the results of man's work, and it knows these results in the pollution of the earth, her waters, her air, and her lands. Wisdom sees the darkness in men through the results of man's work in the depletion of the ozone layer, the corruption of the biosphere, and the biodiversity loss of the web of life, the deforestation of the planet, the slaughter of the animal kingdoms, and the oppression, deprivation, limitation, and enslavement of their own species. To see with wisdom is to see with holy vision, and to ascend to cosmic beings so you are no longer in the mortal world, yet you can see the enemy of the mortal world and know that enemy by the destruction it causes. True knowledge is the knowledge of God, the highest truth, the truth that is above man's understanding, for the higher truth does not serve the darkness of gravity that is the master of man's mind. The highest truth serves only God's holiness, purity, and divinity. The lofty ideals and aims that man shuns, persecutes, and tries to corrupt. These things are also the fruits of the Spirit. Galatians 5.22 But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, 
kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Faith is spirit knowledge gained through the power of ascension. It is the knowing of higher worlds and higher concepts, holy concepts that construct spiritual realities that far exceed man's dark, mortal world of oppression, limitation, deprivation, and death. Such knowledge builds a faith that is indestructible. Healing is the power of the spirit to wash the mind clean in God's presence so all gravity thoughts are vanquished and only the peace and glory of holiness and divinity remain. This is oneness with the Father and the Son and the whole body of heaven. Miracles are all of the sentient gifts of empathy, psychic ability, psychic intuition, precognition, clairaudience, clairvoyance, and clairsentience, the ability to see, hear, and speak with the Holy Ones and travel with them. Understanding grants the cosmic traveler the ability to comprehend and know spiritual teachings as the truth, to speak and understand these truths, and to know all tongues of the Spirit, and through spirit knowledge and understanding, to overcome the dark oppressive force of men who live in the bowels of their own hate, and the death they cause by their own will to cause it. Understanding grants the bearer love, devotion, holiness, purity, virtue, reverence, respect, and devotion for all of these same superior affectations. The path to human divinity is as individual as we are. We each start at a time that is right for us, at a place that is comfortable for us. No one can take us there. We must find the path ourselves. I tell you the path to human divinity is the only path that leads you home to your Creator. I followed this path, and I am home, and I live to tell the truth of my experience. John fourteen sixteen to 17 And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of Truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. 2 Timothy 1, 13-14 Hold on to the pattern of sound teaching you have heard from me with the faith and love that I am in Jesus Christ. God, the good treasure entrusted to you with the help of the Holy Spirit, who dwells within us. 2 Timothy 1, 7 For God gave us spirit, not of fear, but of power and love and self-control. The truth of the Holy Spirit is found in holiness and perfection. The power mentioned in 2 Timothy 1.7 refers to the power to discern spiritual truth and to identify the many faces of darkness that are revealed in the lower world that man commands. Self-control is the power to resist darkness in all its forms, no matter how it may tempt you, taunt you, confuse you, or try to beguile you away from the light. The Spirit of my Father is perfection and light. And because God is my Father, so God is also perfection and light. 1 John 1, 5, God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. Matthew 5, 48, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Perfection cannot be corrupted. Men have not changed since the first biblical writings. There are only more of them today. And because there are more of them, human corruption fills the world where before it was segregated to only those areas that held human populations.
Very quickly, all the space on the earth is being filled with humans. The land is being desecrated to make way for their homes. Shopping centers, businesses, and roads. Animals are being destroyed for food and materials and territory unless they serve man as entertainment, which often leads to a cruel death. Amusement, which also leads to a cruel death. Service in non-food or product-related avenues and companionship. Water is being drained from all drinking sources, while other sources are polluted beyond repair. Civil unrest, war, poverty, hunger, pestilence, and disease are prevalent, and it will only get worse as the earth is consumed by men. Those who have faith pray for release or salvation. Those who no longer believe turn away, because there is no God to interfere, and the rest are indifferent to anything being wrong, or they are conspirators in the destruction. Coming out of the cosmic stream, Jesus has asked me to share my experience. I have fallen from faith many times in my life because I did not see any intervention from God. I saw no divine miracles, but my rebirth in the spirit, which is my awakening to spirit knowledge, has shown me the wisdom of God's non-interference. If a child has a leaning to do harm and you stop it, you merely interfere in the momentary flow of his curiosity. You do not cure the curiosity. The curiosity grows. Only if the child is left to learn the harshness of his ways does the child realize the gravity of his own mistakes. If man kills himself, he will learn far more than if he is intercepted by God. The play that continues to its end produces a finale from which there is no resurrection. No matter how that play may be recast and played out by others, it will never have the same impact. So man will destroy everything, and God in his perfection will let him. God's kingdom was never about the human race, and Christ did not come to earth to save the human race. Both God's kingdom and Jesus Christ's experience have been planned to find the few who were pure of heart and mind. 1 John 3, 8, 9 The one who does what is sinful is of the devil, because the devil has been sinning from the beginning. The reason the Son of God appeared was to destroy the devil's work. No one who is born of God will continue to sin, because God's seed remains in them. They cannot go on sinning, because they have been born of God. The kingdom was never intended for the masses. They are not important. They belong to the darkness they create. The truth of the Spirit is not everyone will be saved, and it is an individual question each of us must ask. Am I one of the few who is pure of heart and mind? If so, we must direct our lives and characters to embody the perfection that is holy if we wish to be chosen among the few. There is nothing to fear from God or Jesus. There is no one to condemn us, no one to punish us, and no one to judge us. We are the masters of our own fate, and through our own actions we decide our destiny. If we choose wisely, we live, because in choosing wisely we choose life, and join the few, and the Spirit lives. If we choose foolishly, we condemn ourselves and die by our own hand and with the rest of the masses, and the spirit dies. This is the truth of the spirit. 
The truth of the Spirit is also peace. We come from peace, and when we are born into the world, we are born as a squalling infant. Why do babies cry? Do they need to be fed? Do they need to be changed? Do they need comfort and love? Do they need to be warm when it's cold and cool when it's hot? Do they need shelter from the weather, activities to occupy them, entertainment to amuse them, and a purpose to fulfill? Do these needs ever change? Or are they with us throughout our lives, driving us to pursue their fulfillment? Our lives are spent in pursuit of filling our emptiness, yet we only feel empty because we exist in the flesh. Our state of lack is inherent in us due to the conditions of flesh, because everything that exists in the gravity world is unstable. Instability and emptiness go hand in hand. Only what is stable and peaceful is also what is full and satisfied. Once again, the end is the beginning, and the beginning is the end. Revelations 22.13 I am the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. We are born from peace, the state of perfection which is the Spirit. Through our birth in flesh vessels, we forget the state of perfect peace that we come from as spirit beings, and we are suddenly thrust into a world that is without peace, for the world of flesh existence is full of sensations that assail our bodies and our minds, whether pleasing or displeasing. And our minds are constantly working to assimilate it all, processing all the information and feeding it to our bodies. We are constantly busy, and in our busyness, we are not at peace anymore. And when our busyness becomes too disruptive and painful to bear, we seek solace, sometimes in Christ, sometimes in God, and sometimes in dark pleasures and vices. And it is when we choose the darkness to escape into that we unknowingly surrender our own light, our only chance for spiritual wholeness. Sometimes we may meet with coincidences that we believe to be miracles working in our favor. But sometimes we may not meet with coincidence or answers of any kind, and this is the greatest misunderstood miracle of all. From the absence of any response, we are being sent peace, the state of perfect spirit. Be still. Stop worrying. Know peace, and you will know the spirit. This is what Christ said to me. This is also the truth of the Spirit, for when you utilize self-control and forbearance, two of the greatest fruits of the Spirit, and you command your mind to stop seeking and instead to start reflecting, the mind at last turns inward and begins to work as it should, ruminating over all the busy information you have gathered and seeing that it is really not sensible at all, and this makes the mind seek what is sensible and this begins the journey of evolution. Revelations 9. The locusts look like horses prepared for battle. Their faces resemble human faces. Their teeth are like a lion's teeth. The sound of their wings is like thunder. They have tails with stingers like scorpions. And in their tails they had the power to torment the world. This scripture was saved for last because it is a metaphor. 
There are many stories of the plague of locusts that devour the crops of the earth, and people were very familiar with this plague. So the metaphor of the locusts struck fear into the people's hearts. But listen to the words, for they all describe man. Their faces resemble human faces. This tells you the locusts he speaks of are not the insects that man knows as locusts, but the hordes of humans that are set to destroy the earth, like locusts. Their teeth are like lion's teeth. Man longs for the teeth of a lion so he can take down an animal with his bare hands and rip it apart with his teeth, just as the lion can. A face that resembles human faces and teeth that resemble lion's teeth. This is a metaphor about man and his desire to be as strong as a lion with the ability to devour his enemies. The sound of their wings is like thunder. When man does battle against his neighbor, he storms their homes and villages. He ravages the property and destroys livestock, just as a severe storm would. Again, the metaphor is about man. They have tails with stingers, like scorpions, and in their tails they have the power to torment the world. Man's lies twist the truth. Man's lies are also poisonous, just like the stinger in a scorpion is poisonous. For man uses his might of lion's teeth, the thunder of his violence, to frighten others in order to subdue them, so they will do as he says, believe as he says, and follow him without question, like a mindless mimic of his own behavior. And when the world follows man, this shows man that he is God. Revelations 9 is not about locusts invading the earth. Revelations 9 speaks of the dangers of man's presence on earth and how man devours and destroys all of life, all living flesh, all truth, all honor, all mercy, all peace, all kindness, all goodness, all gentleness, all tenderness, all benevolence and self-control, and all forbearance, the fruits of the Spirit. Man devours and destroys all that God has made, including the spiritual ideas of God and the spiritual presence of God that is in every creation of God on earth, even the spiritual presence of God in the earth herself. Revelations 9 reveals the enemy of God and the enemy of man. Is man. Man is God's enemy. And man is his own enemy. On the next episode of the Cosmic Bible, we will be discussing the eternal life of the mind. I'm Weaver Christ. May the word of Christ be with you.